Blog Talk Radio. That's right, everybody. You know who it is. Coach Mike Jones, I'm the coach with the most. Coming at you hard from coast to coast. I don't want to boast, but now I got to roast you in my social media posts. You double dose, undiagnose. You feeling tired, life expired, now you're a ghost. I'll be your host, so won't you raise a toast to the coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones. Valentine, which uh, 
know, I got to meet later. I actually got to wrestle later on in the ring. And you know, Wahoo was a great help and influence. And they helped me out a lot of things. And uh, not, so it, it, it just kind of it, it prepared me for a light ahead. And, and, it, and it taught me from an early beginning how, how everything's kind of intertwined. You know what I mean? Oh, when you were getting into professional wrestling, you have the amateur base, like you said. Did you find that having that amateur base was helpful as you started professional wrestling, or was it so different from what amateur wrestling is as a sport that it didn't really prepare you? Well, it was helpful a lot of ways as far as, like, conditioning and so forth you know and of course it was different in some ways you know like for say you know you train for six minutes on the mat collegially in which uh in pro, pro wrestling you you train for various time limits if you will so you know it was a had to make adjustments you know cardio wise along with different things like the lockup stance and, and so forth but you know, a lot of ways it helped as far as balance you know, breathing, keeping your breathing right, and um, certain things like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful for my amateur wrestling background. They've prepared me for a lot of things, including later on dabbling with MMA training as well. So, I mean, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very grateful that because otherwise uh, I, I believe it would have been a tougher time if I did. <laughs> Now, a lot of fans will know you from, of course, WCW and on the independents, but a lot of us that were big fans of Memphis know you from the Memphis Territory. It was a territory that held on longer than pretty much every other territory that was full-time after the national expansion happened. What was it like wrestling in an actual wrestling territory that was full-time seven days a week? Ah, man. You know, I actually got got into uh, USWA Memphis uh, through the original original Boondogs, uh, Larry, who uh, was a big influence to get me into Memphis. And, uh, you know, with Jarrett, Jerry Jarrett, um, excuse me, Jerry Jarrett and Lawler, um, and uh, they've done D as well, and uh, a mutual friend of ours in William Regal at the time, uh, which uh, William Regal and uh, Dusty, Dusty Rhodes was actually wanted to bring me in school with George Third to do a deal with Johnny B. Bad, which almost went down, but for some reason never did. But uh, <laughs> I was looking forward to it. But, um there, there were heavy influences being on the Memphis area, and, uh, and 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 there was a story behind that too. Actually, um, for the shorts deal, um, when uh, you know when I went to Atlanta, WCW did a few shots there. Uh, Regal and Dusty both kept saying my style and mannerisms reminded them of the original shorts. It's just kind of snowballed different people saying the same thing and one day I went to my granddad and was like hey grandpa all these people are you know <laughs> telling me I remind him of gorgeous George and he just steps back and looks at me right and he says uh, you didn't know and I'm like uh, know what grandpa and he smartened me up and he told me that gorgeous George and him were amateur boxing buddies back in the day and he was like my grand uncle and yeah before he bought and he got into wrestling, and it, it it floored me, right? And it just finding that out later on in life, you know what I mean? <laughs> About being in relationships, one of the greatest of all time, man. And, uh, and really, that's what inspired me to don the name Gorgeous George III. Yeah, I bought out of honor and retrospect with him. So, but yeah, that's really, and then, you know, back to the Memphis deal, that's how I got in Memphis, and I learned so much, oh my God, from uh, Jerry Lawler. Uh, man, being in Memphis College, being 
uh, was just uh, so surreal, you know, because you got you think back, it's like uh, the who's who of wrestling has been here one time or another, right? And, you know, certain places you go throughout the world, arenas, you know, you just get that vibe, you know, with all the history and everything. So it was really cool. And uh, I got the team with uh, Tommy Rich and Doug Gilbert. You know, we were calling almost like a Freebird type deal. And we had, we had an awesome feud with that PG-13, which was amazing. South Palestine one night, uh, which a lot of the... A lot of times, the main event nod would go to, you know, Lawler, Dundee, et cetera. But it was an honor, you know, to have that main event slot at one point. And then, uh, and that, that was, this was back when WWE had, you know, they were you know, sending talent back and forth. You know, so, you know, I, I, I got a chance to tag with Scott Hall when he was Razor Ramon and uh, King Mabel. Uh, you know, and it, 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 you know, being cars Undertaker, and you know, Bob Backlund, the other guys. So, yeah, so it, it, it was really cool at that time to be a part of Memphis area, and uh, and I, I was kind of more or less a wrestling heel at one point. And there, there was a point where some, I remember someone telling me I was wrestling too much, actually saying I was wrestling too much <laughs> with the promotion. You know, I thought that was comical, you know, but. But I learned a lot about the you know psychology, ring psychology, and everything in Memphis, and learned some great people. And you know, Bill Dundee was a great help, and Waller and Jerry Jarrett, you know, which uh, you know, it was because of Jerry Jarrett actually that helped me later on with WCW as well. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it, it was uh, it, it was a time I always cherish. I mean, you know, it's it just it, it, once again it just reiterates how things are connected, you know, in the industry. Wrestling is a small world for sure. Now, you, of course, were in there with, like, a lot of the legends you named from Memphis. But you also are active with the CAC and every year... Uh, who's who of legendary figures from pro wrestling go to CAC and interact and hold seminars and play cribbage and just sort of enjoy each other's company. What do you personally like about the CAC? I, I guess one of the main things that come to mind about CAC is, is the family atmosphere. I mean, Everybody just treats you like family, and you get to hear some great, great stories from the past with some some of the greats, some of the legends, some of the Hall of Famers that go there. Um, uh, I, I mean, that's some of my favorite times. Almost just to sit back with uh, some of your peers and hear them tell stories. You know what I mean? And, and some, and it's cool when you. Sometimes they'll tell stories and like, hey, you know, I was there too. You know what I mean? And you like, so you know, one thing leads to another. So, but it's this great, it's fascinating time. It's almost like, you know, being around family and also, you know, having history class more or less. It's just uh, really cool, and to see people you don't normally see, you know, from across the country and around the world, come together, and uh, it's always a great time at CAC, and you know, times I always cherish. In the last 15 years or so, maybe a little bit longer than that, social media has become something that helps people stay in contact with other people from all over the world that they may not have been able to stay in contact with otherwise. I'm sure that you hear from wrestlers that you wrestle with on the independents and in Memphis and so forth. What does social media meant? as far as maintaining ties to a lot of these wrestlers and promoters that 30 years ago you may not have ever seen after you stopped working with them? Well, you know, it allows you to stay in touch with uh, a lot of the guys and gals in the business that you didn't normally, you don't normally see 
on a regular basis uh, to how they're doing. So, I mean, in a way, social media is a, is a blessing as far as that avenue goes to keep in touch with everybody. So, you know, when you, you know, just like family, you want to keep in touch as much as with family as possible. I mean, I consider family. I mean, you know, a lot of us, you know, that were brought up in the business, well, you know, long ago, you know, that's how it was, it was like. You know, we looked at each other like family. You know, we're all brothers and sisters in the industry, right? family get together <laughs> but when uh, push comes to shove we always look out for one another and uh, just try to you know keep in touch and see how everybody's doing so you know that's that's, that's the main thing you know because especially because you just never know I mean I mean a person could be here today and gone tomorrow right so I mean you, you just want to just uh, keep in touch as much as possible and and stay close as, as best you can. Absolutely. You and your career uh, was on television quite a bit. Uh, you've had matches that were called by some of the great announcers of all time, uh, people like Lance Russell and Dave Brown, Corey Macklin out of Memphis in the USWA. You had in WCW, Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden was there, Mike Tanay. Did you ever spend a lot of time with the announcers trying to talk to them about what it was you were wanting to get over with the fans and trying to make sure that they understood you perfectly, or was it something that you just left to them to do and hope for the best. Well, I, I see. I loved every aspect of the business, you know. What I mean, and, and the announcers were no different. I, I made, I tried to make many friends with the announcers as, as possible. I mean, like uh, you mentioned, some of the greats, like Lance Russell, Dave Brown, and Corey Macklin, and um, you know, matter of fact, Mike Tanay actually kept up with me through my uh, overseas travels right which was i thought it was kind of cool right because he, he was big on international wrestling right and um and you know, bobby heenan which uh actually was one of my picks to be my manager at wcw and that that almost happened but you know he was too obligated at the time with commentary shimani right thing. uh in fact it was uh, him and sherry martell were my two original picks <laughs> before it went to alicia Symphony, uh, which uh, but she was great by the way, but uh, yeah, the announcers, I yeah exactly, and I I would hang out with Gene Oakland and Bobby and other guys and, and learn from them, right? Be in the learn, learning tree and see how they operate when they do their their spill, and uh, it was just uh, it, it was great because these are some these are the people that you know I, I grew up admiring and respecting, and, and now I'm. Here I am on learning to be learning, learning from them and being friends with them. Uh, it's, a, it's a pretty awesome deal. Well, at this point, my co-host, the coach with the most, is with us. So, Coach Mike Jones, go ahead and take it away. Coach Mike Jones, the coach with the most, coming at you from coast to coast. Hey, Stro, how you doing, brother? Hey, brother, how you been, man? I've been good, man. It's an honor and pleasure and privilege to have you on. We appreciate you so much. Turnbuckle Terminal has been going on over 10 years with 1,700 shows strong and counting. Man, it's a privilege and honor. Thanks again. Uh, Thank you for having me, sir. And then I've also been blessed to be able to meet you down there at Cauliflower Alley and get get an interview with you at the NGW Green Room. I'd like to tell everybody that you're a humble guy and that's approachable. And, man, I really appreciated that also. Oh, thank, thank, thank you so much for that. And then, man, I really admired your career and all you've done for wrestling, your attitude, your look, everything. And uh, who were some of your heroes growing up, whether it was wrestling, sports, or ordinary life? Oh, God. Uh, I, I 
quite a few heroes growing up, actually. Uh, I'll tell you one funny story. Uh, Bruce Brody was one of my original heroes, uh, him and Hanson, Dan Hanson. Uh, Brody reminded me of, uh, I was big on pirates at the time, one of pirate stories. And Bruce Brody reminded me of uh, one of my favorite pirates, Blackbeard, right? So every time I would yeah. see Brody, Brody, I would call him Blackbeard, right? He would get the kick out of it, right? <laughs> you know, that was cool. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, Nick Bockwinkle, oh, my God. Um, you know, I thought he was like, he was the intelligent, I called him the intelligent champion, you know, because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of the guys would, like, scream and shout, but he was very articulate with his words, very shrewd, you know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's amazing. And him and Bobby Heenan together was just amazing. So, and, you know, going back to Bobby, I think he's one of the greatest personalities of all time in the business. I mean, amazing. I mean, an amazing wrestler, too, even before becoming a manager, you know, at, at that. So, you know, like a lot, some of your best managers were, you know, great wrestlers, you know, before then, you know, Captain Lou Albano, for example, and Fred Blassie. Uh, J.J. Dillon, you know what I mean? Just some of some of the many, you know, that that made that crossover. Um, yeah, definitely. But, uh, you know what I mean? So, but but yeah, uh, I, I know I mentioned some of the heroes like the Funks, the Briscoes. Uh, you know, Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. was great. Uh, Dick Murdoch, uh, Dusty Rhodes. But Dusty was a big influence on me and really helped me out a lot over the years. And which he he helped a lot of people out, honestly. I mean, he, Dusty was such a like a creative genius behind the scenes, right? And uh, he, he, just as he did a lot for wrestling in the ring, outside the ring, he did he was working just as hard, you know, not just helping himself but helping other people. And to this day, he has people he's influenced. Uh, for example, Seth Rollins, he was a big uh, influence in Seth Rollins. And it's, it's ironic how it, it's, it's how it's come full circle with him and his son Cody doing things now in the ring, right? So, it's just, uh, Dusty, you know, Flair, Rick Flair, and I've, I've had conversations with Rick and everything, and uh, we're great. And we've always been friends over the years. Uh, uh, uncle Terry Funk, which I, I told Terry a long time ago that I was going to adopt him as my uncle, and ever since then I've called him Uncle Terry. <laughs> But the, the funks, uh, you know, the list just goes on. Blackjack Mulligan was a big influence as, as well. Um, it, it's just uh, the whole deal. I mean, Kevin Sullivan was a big influence. I mean, he's and Kevin. Oh my God, he's like a walking encyclopedia. And he's just he's a genius. I mean, uh, what a great mind. Yeah, when definitely. I was, you know what I mean? And. Uh, we did a deal where we kind of passed the torch, if you will, uh, in a war games match uh, a few years back, where you know they will do the whole darkness thing, right? <laughs> it was really cool. And um, I know it, we mentioned on that Smoky Mountain Wrestling earlier on the show, uh, guys like uh, Cornette, uh, Rock and Roll Express, uh, Tracy Smothers, uh, the Emily Bodies. They, they all were a big influence on me getting into Smoky Mountain Wrestling, uh, like Robert Fuller and Jimmy Golden, you know, who were like, uh, like they're like le- legends from uh, Continental Wrestling, right? You know what I mean? Back in the day, it's, 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 the Armstrongs, oh man, they're like a second family to me, you know what I mean? Helping me out. Sweet. I mean, like, you, know, you know, like the Armstrongs, the Carrero family, I mean, it's just amazing how uh, you know, they say never, you know, never meet your heroes, right? That sort of thing. But man, I did with this business, you know, it's just like uh, meeting meeting people I grew up admiring and respecting. You know, it's just uh, it's been a ride. It really has. Man, that's impressive. And then a couple things that. You know, Bobby Heenan was one of the best announcers, too. He just made the matches so much better with his wit and his knowledge. And then uh, up here in the Northwest, we've been blessed to have Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan up here where I've been working with him 
over 10 years now with my real school army. He's been a mentor of ours. And Sign Guy has also been blessed with being able to come pick up Kevin and travel with him for probably hundreds of times now. So that kind of stuff is priceless. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Um, the funny story, real quick. I, I, I saw, I was, watched, I was uh, a while back, I was watching the show, The Legend of Mick Dodge, right? The Discovery Channel. Yeah. And uh, I was watching, and I saw Kevin on the show. And I, I, I totally popped. Like, whoa, that's Kevin, that's Kevin on the Mick Dodge show, right? How in the world did this happen? So next time I saw Kevin, I asked Kevin, I said, Kevin, I just got to know, man. How did you get on this show, Mr. McDodd? So he tells me his story, right? He's up there fishing, yeah. right? Because he likes to fish yeah. a lot. He's just a, he's mind his own business fishing, right? And he hears some noises coming from the forest, right, behind him. He turns around, and there's this wild man <laughs> running out of the woods with a camera crew following him, right? <laughs> and they and they ask Kevin would like to be on the show. He's like, yeah, sure. That's how you got on the show. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, you Man. know, and a, a couple other things that people need to know if they didn't know already. Man, your look and your gear stood out big time. You look like a million bucks out there. And you've also been blessed with some of the most beautiful valets in the world. Can you tell us about some of your valets? Oh, gosh. Uh, well, um, I know when I was in Memphis area, I, uh, downtown Karen, I never heard of her. She was an Irish lady. They put me with her, and I was gorgeous George Third for a little while there at the time. And uh turned out her and uh, downtown, uh, uptown Karen, excuse me, because uh, the, she, was, she was actually with uh, downtown Bruno at the time. And, you know, we were friends at the time, the Memphis area and everything. So um, then there was, uh, of course, there was uh, Alicia Webb uh, Symphony. She was Rian Shamrock, WWE, WCW. And she was a total sweetheart, man. I mean, it was just great work with her and, and all that. Um, but I've, I've had, like, God, some, some really cool managers over the years. Uh, even Jim Cornette, the one time when I came in as Robbie Eagle, he managed me for... For, for a bit, for a minute. <laughs> so that, that was cool. Right on. So, yeah, good time. Okay, and then also, man, another thing I love about you, dude, you're all about promotion. And, and you know, you got numerous podcasts. You've been on tons of movies. Can you tell everybody about your podcast? Oh, yeah, well, um, I'll start the movie, but actually, I was in theater before I got to wrestling, right? And uh, my, yeah. theater, my theater teacher could have wring my neck when I got to wrestling full-time, right? Because she wanted me to pursue the theater and all that. But, uh, see, I was in Cats. I came from Broadway. I was in, like, I was the king that got betrayed in Macbeth, like, with Shakespearean plays and all kinds of stuff. But uh, once I, I got into acting on TV and film while I was wrestling, you know, my, my theater teacher forgave me, right? so it was all good. And then she found out how theatrical I was with the wrestling as well, with the gorgeous George deal and the uh, maestro deal and everything. But, uh, yeah, uh, as far as podcasts goes, yeah, it's, it's been crazy. I, I'm i part of a panel every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Standard Time for a podcast called, called In the Room Podcast on com. I've got my own podcast every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time called WCW Retro. It's, you know, it's more, more like we talk about vintage wrestling from back in the day, kind of like we do now, doing now, right? From nostalgia yeah. and everything. Um, and I even got my own horror sci-fi show on Facebook uh, called The Stro Zone. It was almost like Twilight, the Twilight Zone show back in the day. Who I introduced a new audience to some old school horror sci-fi flicks from back in the day. It's pretty cool. Nice. And then, hey, I've got my own podcast, too, called The Coach Mike Jones Show. I just started last month. And, man, I really appreciate you coming on. And 
You know, you're all about media, and you got a lot lot of stuff going. I want to give you an invitation to any one of my shows. You're welcome to come on for at least five minutes to plug whatever you got coming up. And then, of course, I'd like, like to get you... I'd like to get you on for an interview maybe sometime. And and then, of course, we do short interviews, too, for like 15 minutes because I know you're a busy guy. How much more time oh, do you got today? To. We got an, we have another half hour on the live show. How much time do you got today? Yeah, I got a little time, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I so, yeah, we got around. a few more questions. We got a few more questions. Oh, now, uh, one of our standard questions on the show is, Sign guy would like to know what's your favorite coffee to drink. A coffee? Yes. Oh God, uh, um, a coffee. Anything with either hazelnut or French vanilla, I think. All right, nice. Okay, and then did you play sports in high school or growing up? Yes. Oh yes, absolutely. Um, I played. Uh, I did. Uh, I was, I was uh, defensive tackle in football. Uh, I was. Uh, I did the shot put and track and field, right? Uh, played baseball, first base, and uh, I almost played basketball. I wanted to play basketball, but wrestling season and basketball season always coincided. You know, what I mean? but so we used to sneak and play basketball games <laughs> after practice, right? So. Right on. Okay, and then what about what's your self defense background? Well, um, well, I, I mentioned earlier on the show I, I, I did I trained in MMA, uh, which you know I, I dabbled in you know, jujitsu and judo, uh, taekwondo, and uh, a little bit of a keto background as well, and you know pancreation. So and I got to, I got to spar with uh, Dan Severn, which was amazing, by the way. And uh, and uh, I got actually, ironically, when I was training the business, uh, Ken Shamrock was in the same school as I was. So yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Yeah, what an honor and a blessing! My goodness, what are some of the, right. your most memorable memorable matches you've been in or seen? Oh gosh, uh, I've been really blessed to have been with some of the greats. Uh, Ron Garvin, you know, Flair. Uh, I mentioned Wahoo earlier. Uh, uh, Vader. Um, uh, I used to team with Jimmy Garvin, towards Jimmy Garvin at one time. And I mentioned Lawler earlier. Um, uh, Tacked with Scott Hall and he was Razor Ramon. So funny, funny stories. Uh, when I first got WCW right, and I'm sitting there with the agents, right? I remember Scott Hall Nash walking in the room where I was sitting with the agents, right? First thing he called, yeah. he called me George, you know, from Gorgeous George. Like, hey, George, remember we used to beat up Waller in Memphis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Good times, man. But, uh, yeah, I've been, like, Rob Van Dam, I've had some great matches. Like, we had a lot of matches, like, pre- ECW with him and pre WCW with me, and it was really great matches because the fact that you know I, I I did a lot of the wrestling and he did his acrobatics right, and uh, it, it just yeah. made for like a, a good combination right between between two of us. So Rob was one of those guys, you know. You, you have you have certain people in the business like Steamboat Flair and 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 heck Brett and Sean for example. I mean, you know that that could go out there and just uh, blindfold. Have a good match, you know what I mean? Yeah, Rob Van Dam was that that type was that guy with me. I mean, we had some great chemistry, man. Um, but uh, the Barbarian, Barbarian was the guy that uh, we had some wild, crazy matches like Falls Count Anywhere and Texas Death Matches, everything, buddy. But he was, oh, he was awesome. Oh my God, those matches with Barbarian were great. And hanging out with what him in Haku. Oh my God! That every time we, we, I'd hang out with Haku and Barbarian, there was like no problem. Everybody was so nice to us. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. uh, one time, what funny story? One time uh, they invited me to play uh, basketball, like two on two, and I had to find a partner to play against them. Right? So I literally asked everybody in the company, 
and then, then they found out who I was playing. They're like, uh, 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 oh, look at the time. You know? <laughs> so I ended up in a handicap match with uh, myself and Haku Barb. And let me tell you something. I took more bumps in that court than I ever did in the ring with him. And he was My crazy. Goodness. Paul, Big Paul was blocking the sun. And I tried to get cute, right, in the waist lock Haku one time, and he drug me down the court through the ball. And <laughs> wow. But... We all had dinner afterwards. It was all good, right? But, uh, but yeah, good times, man. Uh, those, the, Haku and Barb were great, man. I I can't say nothing good about them. Uh, they're amazing. Yes, definitely. Unbelievable, man. I'm going to have to check all those out, man. And then, so who yeah. were some of the toughest, the, the toughest opponents you faced? Oh, man. Uh, I've been there with some tough ones, man. Oh, God, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, man, so so many. Jeez, I can't even begin to think. Uh, I know, you know, in WCW, you had, like, Finley, you had Regal, you know, and then Regal and I are still good friends to this day. Uh, I, I guess uh, it's hard to say, like, the, like the toughest, because the, the, t- the, tough, the tough guys, in our industry, usually end up being my friends, really good friends, right? Because they're yeah, like the yeah. most, the most human, right? They actually act, act like regular people, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, uh, some of those things I mentioned, the Vader, uh, and uh, oh God, um, uh, Jim Dample, Die Hard. Was, was, it was great being in the ring with him. Um, you know, uh, Luthez actually was kind of like my go-to guy. I was starting a business to, you know, get advice from. Like, if I knew, if I needed some good advice, I'd, I'd call him Mr. Fez. You know, he always gave me some cool advice. Awesome. Yeah. Like Sandy Scott, uh, another guy I talked to, and he'd tell me some cool road stories. And everything. So, and of course, uh, being in the ring with Ricky Steamboat, Bobby, uh, I oh God, two of the smoothest guys I've ever been in the ring with. I mean, guys like those two. I mean, wrestling was like an art form. You know what I mean? It was just amazing. Yeah, sweet. And has anyone been dumb enough to try to shoot on you in a match? <laughs> I bet a few to try to test me, right? You know, I just, uh, I remember one time, okay, okay here, here's a story for you. One time, uh, I was in the ring with Tracy's mothers, right? And, yeah. And Tracy, Tracy's helped me out so much. I can't, he's an amazing, he was an amazing guy. And somebody made Tracy mad for him, but he was, he was going to go after him, right? So I literally had to hook Tracy to keep them from going after that person, right? Oh, yeah. And afterwards, and afterwards, he just looked at me. He said, boy, you're awesome. He said, thank, thank God you hooked me, man, because that guy was mad at me so bad, I wanted to wring his neck, you know? But wow. the, only I, the only reason I was trying to hold him at bay because I, I knew if I'd let go, he would go after that dude. That he was so pissed. Yeah. So. And, and over... Overall, that it was way the best thing to do. Exactly. Yeah, that's the only you know. Yeah, and certain situations like that, uh, you know, I don't like to break it out, break it out unless you know, say for example, if someone's hurt or if someone's uh, trying to take liberties. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And there's only. Certain occasions I'll break that out, but other than that, you know, I mean, I, I don't like to use that. But, but see, we're trained to only use it when we necessarily have to, right? So. Definitely. And then, what are some suggestions you have for people who'd like to get into the business? Keep yourself healthy, man. Uh, Longevity is the key. Um, you know, work smart, not hard. If that makes any sense. And uh, and just learn from as many people in the business as you can. 
never stop learning. And, I mean, that's a piece of advice was given me by some of the greats years ago. It's like, the day you stop learning is the day you hang up your boots and just call it, call it a night or day. You know, you always want to constantly learn. Be a sponge to learn. Because you know, that's, what, that's what this business is about, learning. I mean, we'll, we all should be learning. I mean, even veterans of the day are still learning new things. For sure, that's some great advice. And do you have any schools you'd like to recommend? Mm. Well, uh, I know the, uh, I think Dustin's got one down in Florida. Nightmare Factory, I think. Down that way. And, uh, and I think Jimmy Valiant's got his one, this school in Charlottesville, Virginia, right? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, just basically the schools I'd recommend. Um, I, I know I'm, I'm working on trying to get mine back up soon because I did have one for a while, and, you know, and I'm really happy for both health. Uh, Dax Hardwood, Cash Wheeler, FTR. I mean, I, I helped Dax break in years ago, and I'm so happy for him and Cash. I mean, they're one of the best, greatest tag teams going right now. Um, but uh, as far as schools go, I mean, my, my advice would be uh, pick a reputable trainer that, you know, that know, you know that's been there and done that, has the experience to help you. You know what I mean? That, that would be my advice. You know, learn, learn from the best. You know what I mean? It's, there's no substitute for experience. Okay, yes. And then you're out, you're out of the North Carolina area, right? Yes, sir. And then I'm sure you've dealt with Q-Ball Carmichael, the North Carolina legend, or the, or the Carolina legend at least. <laughs> Q-Ball, yeah. Yeah, I, I've been in a few shows with him up in the Virginia area years ago. Do you have any stories of Q, or for Q-Ball stories? Um. Uh, well, this one isn't necessarily about cue ball, but this was at one of cue ball shows. How was that? And okay. this, and to give you a little backstory going in, uh, I was doing a Monday Night Raw at Jonestown, Pennsylvania, and I I was driving the van with Owen Hart in the passenger side. Uh, we just dropped off to Vicious and Bertha Faye, their hotel. And we're getting ready to drop off King Kong Bundy, right? It's pouring down rain, right? And he's going out the back of the van, gets back. Owen elbows me, right? He says, floor it. I'm like, what? He says, floor it, brother. I'm like, okay. So I take off, and the back's up all over Bundy, right? The pack. He's chasing us around the park. Bundy's literally chasing us around the parking lot. And I'm I'm scared to death. Owen's laughing his butt off, right? So fast forward years later, I'm at a Cuba Ball Carmichael show, Virginia. I think it's near D.C. And uh, I see King Kong Bundy coming towards me, right? I'm like, oh, God, he's going to kill me, right? <laughs> he puts his arm around me and <laughs> laughing. He knew Owen put me up to the rib, right? So I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Thank God. laughs> wow, that's cool. And then... Uh... Right. So what do you got? What do you got coming up, brother? Ah, uh, well, um, I just got off set for a upcoming horror sci-fi miniseries that'll be out soon. Uh, well, I'll be letting everybody know we'll, it's, it'll be out. First episode should be out by Halloween. Uh, I'll be on set soon for a new feature. Should be starting a new feature. Uh, I have a spy series coming out soon called Hybrid. That'll be out soon. Uh, I got two movies that are out right now. You can watch online. Free ones. Uh, the Devil's Daughter Harlequin Story on YouTube, where I star as Dr. Arkham. And it has a lot of, you know, Batman DC characters in it, right? And it's a story about Harlequin, how she got to be Harlequin. Um, that's on YouTube and also Amazon Fire TV. And also, I have another horror film that's on Vimeo right now. 
called Stench with Equity, which I star as the ancient vampire named Abba in the film. You can watch that at Vimeo, like V-I-M-E-O dot com slash Turnerverse, just like it sounds. Check that out watch it. So I got, I'm working on other film projects as we speak as well. Um, I'm doing commentary now for different promotions. Uh, one of them I'll be doing commentary for uh, this coming weekend, Shockwave uh, Wrestling Entertainment. I'll be doing commentary for them. Um, and I've, I've recently did... Uh, been doing some wrestling with uh, Extreme World Wrestling out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, I got some uh, Comic Cons events I'm going to be a part of. Uh, my next Comic Con will be Heroes Con in Charlotte, North Carolina, June 24th, that Friday. So, um, but for more information on that, just type in Heroes Con on Facebook for more information. But yeah, a lot, a lot of irons in the fire. Right on. That's what a blessing. And then, how do people get a hold of you? Okay. Deep breath. All right. Social media. Uh, my official website is thestro.com. T h e s t r o dot com. Uh, my merchandise page is thestro.com slash merchandise. I got Papa Stro merch for all ages and billion pets. Uh, on Facebook at Stro. Excuse me. Facebook at Stro the Maestro, right? Is that at the Facebook.com, Stro the Maestro. Uh, Twitter, at sign the Stro. Instagram, Stro Maestro. You can subscribe to my YouTube channel at YouTube.com slash Stro Maestro. I'm on Twitch at Twitch.tv slash Real Papa Stro. And uh, my email is uh, Stroforia, S-T-R-O, number 4-Y-A, Yahoo.com. All right, cool. And then I'm sure Sign's got a couple more questions, even though, like he said, he could talk for days about Memphis wrestling with you, but we know you got all right. <laughs> so only, only so much time. But, hey, I want to wish you all the luck in the world, brother. We're so grateful to have you on, and thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and please keep in touch. I will. Sign? All right, thank you, Coach. So, Mr. Maestro, we do have a game we play on this show, and I think you'd be perfect for it. We call it Word Association. I'll throw out the names to some people that I'm sure you came across in your career, and the first word or two that pops to your mind is the answer. Are you ready for some Word Association? Oh, sounds great. <laughs> All right, here we go. First name, Burt Prentice. Oh, great guy. I almost... Uh... Almost still, uh, I was, almost went full time with him at one point. And the only thing, the only reason why I did because I was committed at the time with the you know, Memphis. But uh, yeah, yeah, Bert, Bert was always good to me. Brickhouse Brown, a former tag team partner, man. Yeah, Brick, Brick, Brick was great. I miss him. Brian Blair. Oh, yeah, great, great guy. Uh, I always enjoyed seeing him at the CAC. Seymour Snot. Seymour. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. He, I tell you, he's always, he, he's good people. Seymour's really cool. Kevin Sullivan. Genius. <laughs> Medusa. Oh, man. Tough in every sense of the word, man. He's great. Sonny Ono. Oh, man. I, you know what? Another creative genius. He was uh, he was doing selfies before selfies was cool. <laughs> great guy. Dangerous Doug Gilbert. Man, good people, man. Uh, with my wrestling brothers. It was an honor to be his uh, tag team partner and, and to wrestle with the Memphis man. Still good friend. Corey Macklin. Oh, man. One of the all-time greats in the announcing team, man. Mark Madden. Oh, yeah. WCW announcer, man. Mark Madden. 
last name, Ric Flair. Oh, one of the greatest of all time, man. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to his last match. He's got, I, I think that's just amazing that he, he wants to pull another one out <laughs> at the bag. It's amazing. Timeless. I believe they sold that out, and they haven't even named an opponent yet. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you guys if you'd heard anything, because I was trying to find out the same thing, honestly. <laughs> I believe the opponent is yet to be determined, so for him to sell out on the basis of just himself speaks pretty highly. Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. It's, it's going to be one for the ages, I think, and... I, I, I can't, I'm like you guys. I can't wait to see, to find out who he's going to be in the ring with that show. Absolutely. Like you've been telling us, you got to work with a lot of legendary minds in the wrestling business pretty much directly from places that you would go. There were a lot of people with a lot of knowledge that would help you. But a lot of times in the Memphis area and at Smoky Mountain in that area, there were retired wrestlers that weren't necessarily active in the business that still resided in the area. You had people like Tommy Gilbert there. You had people like Jackie Fargo there. You had people like uh, Ron Wright at Smoky Mountains area. Did you ever get to spend a lot of time, not necessarily at like conventions or anything, but just coming across people that had been legendary figures in wrestling that you were able to get advice from just from talking to them and meeting them? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Ron Wright actually uh, was one of my managers one time spoke about wrestling. <laughs> Uh, so, let's say Ron Wright, oh my God, and, you know, Sandy Scott, I'd get advice from him. Uh, you know, Les Thatcher there. Um, gosh, uh, yeah, I mentioned the Dez earlier in the show. Um, it, it, you know, I've just been blessed, you know, meeting uh, some of the greats in the business and learning from them and the advice. That, you know, I, I took everything in at the time. Um, so yeah, it, it was, any chance I could, yeah, I would see some uh, a veteran led in the industry. I'm, you know, I would just be like standing on the learning tree, just learn as much as I can. Well, like Coach was saying, I could talk to you all day long, nonstop for sure. But I know you have things you are doing. I don't want to take up any more of your time so as we wrap things up if there's anything you would like to say to the listeners plug and promote anything and everything merchandise shows social media anything at all floor is yours well i, I just want to say to everybody listening thank you for being a fan and that's like not of myself but of our wrestling in general we're all intertwined together uh in this industry and you can't have one thing without the other, more or less. So, yeah, I thank you all for your support. It really means a lot to me. I love you all. You guys are the very best. And never stop giving up your dreams and passions in life. Because it's because of your love and support that keeps people like me going, right, honestly. So, uh, you know, we, we all in the business love and appreciate you all so much. And, you know, work hard to entertain you all. Each every time, every, every show. But uh, thank you guys. Uh, means the world, and uh, never stop believing yourself. We can do. All right. Well, I want to You're thank welcome. you one time so much. We definitely appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. You're welcome back anytime, brother. Uh, brother, th- th- thank you all so much. It's been a blast. God bless you guys. Thanks again. You too. All right. Well, Coach, as we wind things down here, we got some things to plug, I'm sure, so why don't you lead us off? Yeah, well, first of all, I'd like to say, wow, that was a nice interview. Appreciate him coming on, and I learned a lot. I got a lot of matches to check out. 
But yes, of course, we got some big stuff coming up. We got next weekend the Strawberry Festival. <clears throat> CPW's putting that on. They got wrestlers from all over the country. Uh Washington, um, Canada, Mexico, all over. And then the real school army and NGW is gonna be part of that show. Wild Lyle will be defending his undisputed championship against Chuck Payne. That should be a barn burner. We got Real School Army's Sunny Days and Moondog Ace will be in the house. There's even a rumor Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan might be there. So once that's official, we'll let everyone know. And then also we got July 16th at Fitness Quest in Auburn, Washington. That's Fitness Quest Presents Auburn Slam Charity Event for the Auburn Slam Academy program that Jake Schwartz, his 501 charity that he he has, he's part owner of the Puyallup Fitness Quest, but we'll be at the Auburn Fitness Quest. They have three Fitness Quest locations, one in Tacoma, one in Puyallup, one one in Auburn. And also you can check me out at the Coach with the Most, Also, Coach Mike Jones on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Don't forget to check out the greatest faction in the world, the Real School Army, the NGW Green Room for hundreds of interviews from people from all over the world and celebrities. Also, myself and Sign Guy do the Seattle Mariners Organizational Report and the Cincinnati Reds Organizational Report. And then also my my own podcast, the Coach Mike Jones Show podcast that we just announced our regular co-host, Sunny Days, yesterday. Those are on Saturdays Pacific time between noon and 1.30. And then also, if you need a car in the Northwest, you can check out S&S Best Auto Sales. They're out of Auburn, Washington. They also have online. Tell them Coach Mike Jones and Wild Lyle sent you. If you need a tow in the Pierce County, Western Washington area, check out Big Boys Towing and tell them the coach with the most sent you. And also, you just dropped 35 sign of the times today, didn't you? Um, technically, it was 534. We, we fudged the number just a bit in the episode, but it is 534, and it just went up on the YouTubes, hasn't even been shared yet because I was running a bit late. It took a while to process because it was a bit of a longer one. But surprise cameos in this episode. Okay, yes, I was wondering what was going on in there. And just like you've done for me when I made a mistake online, it's nice for you to tell me, oh, you really meant this, didn't you? (laughs) Because I was like, hey, this happened, didn't it? And you're like, it did? Then I think that caused you to check. Yep, yep. He was in the process of deleting, hadn't deleted it when you caught it. You were quick like a bunny rabbit. Yeah, you're right on mine, too, because, well, you know, we enjoy each other's work, and we're always checking. I'm excited to check out every everything you got, and you seem to do the same thing for me, especially since we do the baseball reports together. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, I, I accidentally clicked the wrong video when I first went to upload it, but it's all corrected now. Everything's good to go. You can head to the YouTube backslash the sign guy seventy seven and find the episode. Definitely, yes. And then, you know, uh, Cincinnati Reds have been doing better, and Joey Votto seems like he's back on track. Hunter Green with another strong outing yesterday. It's getting much better. They couldn't have done much worse than I did to start the year, but they're they're slowly getting better. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes, and the Mariners with a ninth inning victory over the Boston Red Sox, which is a travesty that the 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 game seemed to sell out because more than half the fans seemed like Red Sox fans. But it was nice we got to stick it to them that Dylan Moore got a walk-off single at the bottom of the ninth to win that game last night. If Kevin Sullivan hears this, he's going to stick a thumb in your eye. He told me he's boycotted baseball because he doesn't he like the He still loves the Red Sox, from. though. You can't take the Red yeah. Sox away from a man in love with the Red Sox. 
And also a nice baseball note, Jason Ayers made his very first appearance in Kauffman Stadium. He's a long-time Kansas City Royals fan, going back to the George Brett era. His first time in the stadium, they presented him with a certificate commemorating his first appearance in the stadium. He was luckily in the vicinity for WWE and was able to catch a game. Man, that was cool. Sweet. And then what else you got coming up? Uh, Well, I'll be at the Strawberry Festival. Both shows, there's a 1 o'clock and a 4 o'clock next week. And then, um, of course, I'll be there in Auburn for the big show there. I'll pop back in uh, blue color at some point fairly soon. Hopefully, we're waiting on gas prices to level off a bit before we travel back down there, but that hopefully won't be much longer. And then you can also find me. I will be at a uh, fish sticks game in West Seattle on the 25th. I'll be there with old Ken Hamlin and Tanya from Northwest Pro. We'll be checking out that game. You might even find Chicken Bob there. So if you see Chicken Bob, come and get a picture. So what are the fish? They are an independent league. They're an independent league. Um, they play basically semi-pro baseball there in the White Center area. Right on. Okay. And then, man, we have – this is an exciting month for Turnbuckle. We're in the middle of Authors Month. We've been blessed to have Mike Rogers and Frank Colbertson back on and Gary Morgenstein on Friday. Man, that was an awesome show. And then next Friday for Authors Month, we have a double show with Matt Legit and Nick Iggy. Yes, we do. Nick Iggy, the author of everyone's favorite independent wrestling joke book, There's No Punchline, an independent wrestling joke book, and Matt Legit, author of multiple books and documentarian of Pacific Northwest Wrestling. Yes, and his YouTube channel is off the hook, too, with all this uh, Portland wrestling that he's he's helped uh, save that legacy in history for all the fans and people. I'm really grateful for that. Absolutely. It's been a long time since he's been with us, so we're looking forward to that. And then a week from today, I believe we will have a bit of a late start compared to normal. Uh, accommodating the guests, but I believe Evan Ginsberg and possibly one or two of his co-hosts will be joining us. So keep abreast on the Turnbuckle Turmoil Book of Faces to make sure you don't miss it, but I believe we're going to uh, start at a later time for the one week to accommodate his schedule. If something changes, you'll be able to find it on the Book of Faces. And let's let people know who Evan is. He's no ordinary cat. He's been a promoter for years. He's been his executive producer. He uh, executive produced the movie The Wrestler and 350 Days, amongst other things. He's also a, a well-accredited author. And the show he's currently doing with Buddy Stiletto is Wrestling Coast to Coast that my, I've been blessed to be interviewed on, and you and I have also. We have indeed, and Evan, of course, no stranger to this very program. He's been on a couple of times, and he also took part in the Dale Pierce Memorial Show that we did. So he's no stranger around these parts at all, and we're looking forward to having him back. And he's almost ready to publish his book, A Hundred Stories of past wrestlers, and, of course, Dale Pierce is one of them. So I'm excited to see that when that comes out. And then on the 24th to end Authors Month, we got the one and only Jake Shannon. That guy is like an icon with his scientific wrestling program and many books he's written, and so many top athletes in the world give him credit. And then don't forget to check his Times 10 program. It's just off the charts. I'm really looking forward to talking to Jake Shannon. And his real pro wrestling is possibly the most unique concept I've ever heard of when it comes to 
professional wrestling's presentation. For sure. And then June 26th, we got Caden Cassidy returning. Man, he's done so great. One time was in the real school army back there in Bremerton when he first broke into wrestling. And he's come a long way and done a lot of stuff. And uh, his his, uh, star is shining bright. So we got him coming back on June 26th. Yes, we do. He and I go all the way back to before he was active in the ring, back when he was still training. Yeah, and then we got just a little bit to report for July, right? We have a few confirmed dates. We're working on more, but confirmed on the 1st of July, Coach's Favorite Holiday Canada Day, we have Nick Hamrick, and I believe he'll be bringing his manager, A. Dick Vickers, with him on the 8th. Judge Jesse will be with us, and on the 10th, we have returning to the show, Jason Stone out of the great state of New York. And then July 3rd, we will be taking a rare day off of our regular scheduled programming because it's the, the, the nation's holiday, so we'll be celebrating the nation a day early. Yep, yep, taking a rare day off here. We don't do it often, but we'll be taking the third off to celebrate and reflect, and we'll be back, of course, the next week with what Jason Stone promises to be a big announcement. So we're looking forward to that, and hopefully everyone will make their way to Marysville, Washington next week for the Strawberry Festival Two big shows. It's a free event. You don't have to pay a dime to get there. Yes, for sure. And then, you know, we got a lot of guests that are uh, we're hoping to get back on or on for the first time. We've unofficially had Jim Powers scheduled, but without a date. But that fell through a few times now. And we're always on the lookout. For the one and only Gary Cherry. Have you tracked him down yet, Coach? Not yet. Even Debashi can't find him. Oh, man, and Debashi's a professional private investigator. And TJ Kemp said he still can't find him. If he did, I'm afraid what would happen. I'm afraid what would happen if that ever came to be. But... I think that boot does it for today. So everybody stay safe out there. Go find yourself some wrestling if there's some near you. If you're in the Denver area, that Primo show today featuring Shooters Don't Die out of Indiana, as well as Dalton Davis who dances the tango like nobody's business. Let me tell you from personal experience. So go check them out if you're in Denver. It's their first time there. So go support them. And we will talk to you soon. Thanks a lot. Once a man is left, you won't like your grandmother. 